Good evening and welcome. It is Monday night. This is the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV, co-host tonight, J. Mr. VKR, freshly off a vacation, getting ready for another one. He's either packing or unpacking so he can pack again. And that's what we love about him because he's a man of the people, man of the world. He's out all over the place checking things out for us. We've got Trish and Battle Axe with us as well. This is the first show we've done since the Tuesday night election coverage we did last week on the midterm night. Uh, and I have to be very, very honest. I've been really depressed about this. I've been really, really, hmm, I've just not wanted to talk about it. I've just not wanted to read about it. I haven't wanted to see reports about it. I have been completely um, in a, in a, keeping myself in a bit of a vacuum because it is so depressing to me. And I don't know if anybody else had the same reaction, uh, but I want to talk about a lot of this tonight. Trish, what were you, you know, you woke up. You were with us Tuesday night, did a lot of the election coverage with us. When we went to bed, things were starting to turn against us. We had some decent news early on. This seems to be the new pattern. And then we all go to bed and we all wake up and everything seems to have changed. And in this case, you know, a week later, things are continuing to change. But how has it affected you? Well, I... I, I can honestly say we did see the red tsunami here in Florida. So there was a red tsunami and it was in the really red states um, who have changed all of their election laws recently. So I, I want to put that out there because I think that's the big thing that we need everybody to start pressing your legislators for. Because the fact that it's a week later and we still don't have results from states is absolutely abhorrent. I mean, that is, you want to talk about a dereliction of duty? That's what we're talking about. That's how they steal elections. And I'm gonna say steal elections quite openly because that's how they're doing it, is they're still searching for more ballots to get the result they want because they don't have the result they want. And that's what this is. Um, so I need everybody, no matter what state you're in, to go push your legislatures to pass reform. If you want, to, if you want fair elections, just copy what Florida's doing. Take our, take our election laws, literally verbatim, copy them over, and that's what your state should be doing right now because we can't be waiting a week to get results. Yeah, we're going to get into a lot more of what Trish just said, uh, B.A., uh, but what's your initial reaction? How are you feeling Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and now Monday uh, since the midterms? So I'm, I'm sort of feeling like you were feeling. We were on for quite a while from 7 to 11 last Tuesday, and I mean, I I also was paralleling Trisha's remarks like, hey, you know, we do have victories, but, you know, with Katie Hob Hobbit, I mean, she was in her Hobbit hole and not doing anything. And she was so secure. She was so, she, she was so sure that she was going to win and they knew she was going to win. I mean, this is Biden all over again. It's almost like she's embodied Biden or it's like a Halloween costume that she, they, I think that they just use the same playbook they did for 2020 with Biden, with Katie Hobbs. There's no way in hell she won. And so uh, I agree with Trish is, oh, okay, let's see how many votes do we really need? Let's keep counting until we get all the votes and so that's what happened but also i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback on what she said you make the 10th amendment great again you got to go to your sos but isn't it interesting that hobbs was the sos and she didn't recuse herself of course but why didn't anybody make her recuse herself she's overseeing her own election that's crazy it's like you asking me to hold on to your double stuffed oreos and not eating them i'm gonna eat all of them and i'm gonna eat all of them tonight 
I will not leave a crumb behind. And if you buy me more and tell me I'm going to uh, don't touch them, I'm going to eat another box the next day. There's just no way. So it's insanity what's going on. And what is the version of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results? The rhinos and the Democrats are in it to win it. And Trump has split this party and we're MAGA, America first, but we have to, I, I'm all for, after what I heard from the news today, secession. For me, secession. I don't want to keep going to that alcoholic. He's going to beat me eventually. He's going to kill me. I'm going to leave. So that's where I am. I'm for secession. Yeah, JR, thoughts on uh, the, not so much the election midterms itself, but how it affected you. How are you feeling right now? Well, I, I, I'm feeling like uh, at least we have to be optimistic with what we have. Obviously, we aren't where we thought we would be, but at least with one gavel, uh, which is looking increasingly likely, um, we have the ability to really do some things that uh, just were not going to happen uh, otherwise. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, the longer it went, uh, the more dissatisfied, the more really disappointed. I mean, uh, red tsunami was not a term that was being used by few. You know, it was uh, as bad as, as things were across the board with the current administration, the approval rating. Uh, it just, for it to end up like this, and I'll, and I'll echo some of attrition and, and battle acts. I mean, the longer it went, the, wor the worse I felt in a way because, you know, your confidence level in the election, which we've been talking about for two years, you know, just, you know, gets gets worse. And, and you know, you talk about Hobbes, the conflict of interest, you know, a conflict of interest is not just that there's a that, that there's a actual uh, problem. It, it's a perceived problem. And there's certainly a perceived problem in every regard with with that election. And that should have been addressed. Uh, long before, and it never was, of course. So here, here, here we are with what we've got. Uh, I think we have to move forward with what it is, and certainly um, with with the House all but secure, uh, with new leadership and 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 with new things to tackle here that uh, will keep this current administration in check and and uh, certainly more honest. And 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 also, and I'm sure we'll get into this, the press. Because certainly the press uh, is so disheartening to, you know, 75, 80% of every article is, is negative unless you're on, you know, one of the two conservative, you know, venues and not, and not counting, uh, you know, the uh, podcasts and shows like this. But uh, we, we got to deal with what we, with where we are. And, uh, and, and the good news is we had enough progress to at least put a stop to this chaos and um, and shine some light on things that aren't otherwise going to. So that, that's where I'm at. But I've I've certainly had the range of emotions and and uh, but I'm I'm coming to grips here slowly. I've had to you know I've had to you know took took a dent out of my vacation schedule here, and I actually didn't enjoy the football <laughs> game this weekend uh, immediately. But I eventually did. So. Anyway, so uh, first of all, on. yeah, first of all, a quick thank you to Foxy Lady for the uh, gift of the cookie in the Foxhole chat. Also, Atlas uh, for also the gift of the cookie. Appreciated it. Appreciate that. But uh, Chad is telling me, and maybe you guys already saw this, and that's what you're referring to. But they've called the the uh, uh, Arizona gubernatorial race for Katie Hobbs. Um, Carrie Lake was was 
I mean, they're always confident. They're always saying, yeah, when all everything's finally counted, it's going to swing our way. Uh, but just as recently as a day and a half ago, Carrie uh, Lake was was 100% confident this was going to end up swinging her way when they got all the votes counted. It didn't. It didn't. And you've all referred to this particular race for a couple of reasons. One, the Secretary of State was the Democrat gubernatorial nominee. She was in charge of the elections. Trish, there's been reports of... Um, in heavily conservative voting districts, not enough ink for the for the ballots to be printed. So four five hour lines uh, for people to vote uh, tab tabulating machines not working in those same districts. Uh, you know, people say anybody who brings up these questions when I say people, I mean, Democrats and media say anybody who brings up questions about this stuff is an election denier. They've been successful in creating a language that makes questioning something like what we just saw in Arizona, uh, a crime, basically. Are they going to get away with it again? No, I mean, they're probably going to get away with it, just like they did in 2020. Um, do I hope that Carrie Lake is going to fight it and go for a recount? Absolutely. I know she has actively been out there asking people for their experiences. I The fact that Maricopa County didn't have working machines for the first, like, what was it, three, two to three hours of the election day, and the judges refused to allow them ex to extend the day two to three hours to make up for that fact, that's voter suppression. No ink, you gotta wait five hours, that's voter suppression. I mean, it's always, it's always interesting that when the left is the reason for the voter suppression, it's okay, and we should let it slide. And if we say anything against it, then, you know, we are election deniers. Well, you know what? Just like I've been called a racist, a homophobe, a transphobe, every other phobe you can think of on Twitter, call me a election de election denier too. I don't care. I don't care anymore because what I care about is the fact that our elections need to be honest. They need to be tabulated quickly and we need to know the winner because like I said before, seven days, they are looking for votes. They are trying to gather as many votes as they can. They're not just counting. They are literally trying to gather them to get the result they want. And that's the end of the story. So election reform is the key in, in my eyes to, to winning this. And that, like Florida showed you, takes time. It's not gonna happen overnight. It takes years for that to happen, but it can happen. And the minute you take away any avenue that the left has to cheat, look at what happened in Florida. Yeah, there's so many things we need to talk about here, and I'm trying to do this in a bit of an organized manner. B.A., you know, looking at the Nevada race where Adam uh, Laxalt looked to, as though he was going to win that Senate seat. And then again, you know, in the cover of darkness, suddenly he's no longer ahead and he ends up uh, losing the race to the incumbent there. Um, and in Nevada, I think it was Clark County, mysteriously, mm -hmm. yes. their cameras went dark in the middle of the night. The cameras that were watching all the ballots and all the places that ballots were being counted mysteriously went dark for about 12 hours. Uh, I'm not sure which night it was, Thursday, Friday night, something in there. And, uh, you know, oops, you know, that's just oops. Don't ask any questions. Everything's fine. Don't worry about the cameras. You didn't. There was nothing to see there. Anyway, we'll show you a security footage of the front door to just to show you that nobody went in the front door. I mean, it's it's crazy. It is crazy. Maybe Hoover Dam broke. You know, that has a lot to do with electric, <laughs> the electronics there. I don't yeah. know what's going on. But Clark flood. County. Well, they also generate exactly. the power there, Jr. Exactly. They also generate power. The Hoover That's Dam right. generates That's, their yeah. power. Yes, they do. That's right. It it divides uh, Lake Mead and anyway.
geographic uh, a geography lesson later. I have spent many, many summers there with Lake Mead, Lake Mojave. Um, but Clark County, I mean, it's Sin City. What do you expect? <laughs> I mean, really, it's so corrupt there. But uh, so Arizona, Nevada, it is very frustrating. There's patriots out there, though, in Arizona. Ooh, ton. That's Trump country. So I have just, I've moved forward and I'm focused on Georgia, the dogs. I am focused on Georgia. I think we really need to focus on Georgia. There's nothing we can do in Nevada. There's nothing we can do in Arizona. Those people need to shore up their state. But I was in Georgia this weekend, and so that's I'm looking towards the future. We need to get Walker in. And so that's what I am really focused on. And I think that everybody needs to focus on their state because we, like, that's out of our control, Nevada and Arizona, unfortunately. So I hope that they have lawsuits in Nevada. I hope that they have lawsuits in Arizona. But right now, we really need to get Walker in to Georgia and they need all hands on deck. If anybody's listening, if you guys could go to Scott Pressler's, I think it's his website and make some calls or if you're close to Georgia, come down and help. I just got back last night. Um, yeah, I'm doing actually, some stuff on the ground. Matt Couch and I have been talking about making a trip down there and doing some broadcasts from there and some great. Know, helping in some fashion because it really, really is that important. Uh, I also want to point out Par 5 uh, asked the question, and it's a very legitimate question. How does uh, a candidate like Hobbs win after refusing to debate Kerry Lake? And that's another and I think it was you, Trish, you said, you know, or maybe it was you, B. I don't remember. One of you said uh, she knew she it seems as though she knew the fix was in hidden in her basement. She knew how this was going to turn out before it even happened, uh, which her not debating is another indication of that. Jr. let's let's I want to jump to you about with something else, though. This whole idea of a red wave, red tsunami. I think many of us are scratching our heads saying, where did that come from? Because we even talked about it on the show. We're looking at poll numbers that didn't, in many cases, did not indicate there was going to be a red wave. Now, we knew DeSantis had a pretty good lead going into election night. We knew, and that turned out to be accurate. But we were looking at Oz down a point. We were looking at, you know, all these other races. There was no 10-point lead for anybody. There was no polling that indicated this was going to be the red wave everyone was talking about. Where did that notion come from? Because I'm... I mean, I bought into it, too, because I think I just saw the way the condition of this country was and thought, who the hell can support these Democrats? That's right. How could it not be, right? And and, and certainly I bought into it uh, increasingly towards Election Day. And, and my thought was, is that the trends, the trend was more red. I mean, these polls that, you know, take Oz, he was down five and then all of a sudden he's up one, you know, uh, within, you know, two weeks. So the trend, the trend, you know, in that election and lots of elections was trending more red, and that didn't mean that Republicans were going to win because it's still, it's still, you know, the politics of this country and the and the media. There was they weren't going to win by, you know, DeSantis twenty point margins. But the feeling I had was that we were going to win a lot of these close races by the one two percent based on the trends and probably the, you know at least historically of recent years, has been that the, the inaccuracy of the polls overweighting Democratic voters. So if you, you put those two things together, I felt like we were going to win a lot of these one, two, you know, under five point uh, elections and that we really could have, you know, 55 in the Senate and, you know, a huge swing in the House really, you know, demonstrating this this wave. 
And that's why I think in our minds, it's such a struggle over the last week saying, where, where did this uh, go wrong? The things that we thought, at least I thought, I'll speak for myself, the reasons I bought into this being a big uh, Republican night was for those things. And then, of course, um, what's happened has happened. Okay, so I'm going to offer my opinion now. I honestly think, Trish, I think there was a red wave. But I also think there was a blue undertow, an undercurrent. And that undertow mm. undercurrent was this mail-in balloting. The Dems banked 20% of what they needed to win before we even got a week within Election Day. And that is the difference in so many places. They have an operation whereby, and I don't know how they did it. I'm just going to make some assumptions and speculate a little bit here. But I can see the Dems paying f firms, NGOs, whatever, these, these, these acorn-type firms going to college campuses and having, you know, hey, you want to lose your right to abortion? You don't want to lose your right to abortion, better vote vote for a Democrat and handing the ballot to them. You know, doing that in, in, in college campuses, in uh, in blue districts, and just basically badgering people to the point where they're getting the votes. Now, in some cases, they could actually collect them and then take them to the polling place in a ballot harvesting situation. That can You can do that in California and some other states. But when you can't do that, still just by handing the person the, the ballot and say, make sure you fill this out. And if you don't want to lose your right to abortion, make sure you fill it out for Democrats and then mail it in, that works just as well. And I think that that was the, I don't think the Republicans have figured out a, how to stop that, because it really should be stopped, but B, in places where it's still happening and will continue to happen, how to combat it, how to battle that, how to even the playing field. We The red wave happened, I think, but it, but we, we didn't get the results we wanted because the mechanics of elections have changed basically overnight in two elections. Well, I think part of the issue is that the Democrats have no problem cheating. The, pro the Democrats have no problem breaking the rules. I mean, if you look at that video that Project Veritas came out with, the poll workers were telling people who to vote for. They asked them about their opinions on topics and then said, oh, then you definitely want to vote Democrat down the, de and then showed them the sample ballot and then showed them each person that they needed to you know, vote for, which is illegal. Poll workers cannot do that. So if you really want to make a difference, be a poll worker volunteer to do one of the jobs, volunteer to be a poll watcher, because that's the kind of thing that the Democrats have no problem doing. I mean, I was a poll worker and I watched people do it all the time. And I would step in and be like, that's not correct. This is the actual information. And people would get mad at me because I, they feel like, oh, well, I should be able to tell them what I want. It's like, no, you can't. I'm not going to allow you, the Democrats, to tell pollsters and people coming in to vote how they should be voting I'm not going to let allow you to give them incorrect information. And that's this isn't going to stop because they have taken over. I mean, there's so many videos we have of Democrats saying, oh, I registered myself as a Republican so that I could work the polls. And it says I'm a Republican, but I'm not. I'm a Democrat. So stop. We have we have to get involved. Listen, people, the Democrats have no problem stooping to any low that you can imagine. So you have got to get in the game because if you if you don't play the game, you're not going to win. The Democrats are going to keep winning because they're willing to get in the game. And I think that by nature, and I'm not going to speak for all Republicans, but I know personally, I would rather just have 
solid, honest, fair elections and have them fall, have the chips fall the way they should fall. And in this case, I honestly believe the chips would have fallen far more to the red than the blue had the had the playing field been level, B.A., but it isn't a level playing field. I'm, not, I'm just right now I'm watching chat. There are so many anecdotes just from our chat rooms of people who uh, have examples of how the Democrats are aggressive in seeking and obtaining those early votes and how Republicans, again, how many times have we heard Republicans show up on the day of? And that's the philosophy of the Republican machine. So they didn't do much to try to, you know, counter what the Dems are doing, B.A. So I think that, you know, obviously the Dems know that, oh, the Republicans really, they don't like the mail-in ballots. Um, they don't want to... Uh, have a proxy or anything like that. They want they want to actually show up, which I agree. I mean, I can't show up in our registered state because I'm in another state, military. So what I do is I take my ballot and I mail it to my brother-in-law, and he takes it to the fire station. But if you have, do y'all know Peanuts? Charlie Brown, Lucy has the football, and then she's like, "Go ahead, Chuck, and kick," and she pulls it every, <laughs> every single time. time, and he falls for it every single time. That's why he has no hair; he keeps hitting his head <laughs> on the grass. <laughs> every single time he falls for it, and this is the what the Republicans are doing as well. However, McConnell and his crew—they have poured a ton of money to rhinos, and yeah. I, I believe even Democrats. So we are up against the rhinos. We the socialists, the Democrats, whatever you want to call them, we are a faction of ourselves. We're American first up against our own party because they don't want American first. That's how much they hate Trump. And until we go back to ballots, same day ballots where you take your, like the poker, you poke a hole through the ballot. There's no way, there's no marker. You just poke the hole, just like the grocery store, you get a receipt. I, I don't want to cheat. I don't want to stoop to their level. Uh, I, I don't know what else we can do besides stooping to their level, which I don't want to do, or secession, or absolute election integrity. But even, even here in South Carolina, at some of the Republican meetings that I've gone to, I met Dr. Frank, wonderful man, my, uh, Mike Lindell's sidekick who flies all over. He said to a Republican leader here, Every single machine is connected to the internet. He, he can leader here said, that's not true. He said, it's true. I've been to every state. I, I can prove it. That's not true. They deny it. Even the Republicans are denying this. So we are really up against some old thinking, like some good old boys thinking down here, down south as well. They don't want to change things. So that means that they are just as corrupt as the Dems. Uh, I haven't even gotten to the first story yet because we're, we're talking about all this stuff. So I'm going to bring this up. But, JR, there's, there's so much we can be talking about. So if you want to go back to one of these earlier points, please feel free to do that. But let's talk about kind of picking up where B.A. just left off. Uh, Josh Hawley is calling for Republican Party to reform. He said it's time to bury it, build something new. He uh, tweeted the other day, uh, the old party is dead. Time to bury it, build something new. Uh, are we at that point, uh, JR, are we at the point where the Republican Party itself is a lost cause? Well, you know, I think we've long said we can't afford not to be a big tent. That being said, we cannot have Republicans in name only that are like, take the money that they sent up to um, Alaska for Murkowski. 
you know, who, who basically, I believe, lost on election day, right? I don't know where all the votes are there, but yeah, she was trailing by about she was trailing by like three percent or something behind Chewbacca. Yeah, and and now they're going to have this uh, crazy kind of a revote thing where basically, uh, you know, Murkowski's probably going to get reelected, and and to spend money up there against basically what are you know, it, it just it makes no sense. So I, I think there is some truth to Senator Hawley's, you know comments what we do uh, yeah i think we got to get down in the trenches ourselves i mean i i agree with you i wish we didn't have to you know i think i think we inherently uh on the right want to believe that things are good and believable and honest and where it falls was where it falls but but when they're doing these uh i'll say borderline legal activities um you know it's it's you don't bring a knife to a gunfight you know and that's we're doing that all too often seems like and and uh, on a 50 state you know basis we're losing those battles and then we're losing the war so i i you know we certainly have within our big tent lots of different feelings and you take holly as one of the new young up-and-comers um the battle for house leadership will be interesting i mean i i saw just before we came on here uh marjorie taylor green said we need we need to keep uh um, McCarthy. Well, um, you know, I think that's very disappointing to someone who's probably the darling of the of of of, of many uh, of us. But we didn't get here overnight, and we're not going to change it overnight. But but an election such as this, and the last one two years ago, certainly, if it doesn't give you a pause that we got to do something different, then you're not you're not paying attention, or you don't care. Trish, if you look at the Republican Party in a in a vacuum. And you say, okay, look at how many votes Donald Trump got in 2020. Forget how many Joe Biden supposedly got. How many did Trump? He got more than any other Republican uh, president in history, or whatever whatever the stat is. Uh, look at going into these midterms. One of the reasons people were not necessarily looking at the poll numbers specifically and declaring this red tsunami in some cases was because there were more the Hispanics were breaking Republican. The black vote was we were the Republicans were capturing more of the black vote and other minorities were turning Republican. Suburban women were starting to turn back to the Republican Party. So there were a lot of great things happening and many of those things did happen maybe not to the extent they were predicted to happen but they were happening so if you pull the election results aside just for a second and look at those parameters those dynamics the republican party is doing a lot of what jr just said it is widening its tent it is making progress but again goes back to the mechanics of the election itself is where we got beaten so if if we take for a moment the fact that the republican party is making progress in a lot of areas Maybe throwing it away in its current form isn't the right way. Maybe we just have to clean house of leadership a little bit. Yeah, I, th I mean, I, I know that Democrats love to talk about the popular vote. That's their favorite thing. Well, how come they're not talking about the popular vote this midterm election? Oh, yes, because Republicans had six million more votes than the Democrats did. So that's why they're not talking about the popular vote right now, because they lost. They only talk about it, you know, in, 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 the, in, the, in the other senses, because they still won allegedly you know they still won their seats but they lost the popular vote but you know when when republicans win the election but lose the popular vote suddenly it's a huge deal so i i just it the hypocrisy of the left never fails to to entertain me in, in that sense but as far as the republican party goes um i think a change of leadership and a change of platform is what it needs 
the platform is old. I, I like to use that, that Will Smith line from, you know, Men in Black. It's old and busted. We need the new hotness. And the new hotness is not Lindsey Graham. His tweet earlier tonight, I want, I literally was ready to just throw my laptop out the window. Um, he's the old and busted. Mitch McConnell, he's the old and busted. We need the new hotness. If we are going to get anywhere and we got to get to the young people, we got to start going on college campuses. We got to get, because the college vote was so blue, so blue, you guys. They wanted those free student loans and they want to be able to kill their babies in the womb and they want to be, they want to have no responsibilities in life and they want big daddy government to do everything for them. We have got to start teaching our children. And I think that's why these local elections are so important. We got to get our school boards back. And I mean, a lot of places are they're They're getting those. So maybe in the next election, we'll start seeing some differences. But we got to get those school boards back. You got to start. You got to get those young Republican groups started and those conservative groups started on college campuses. You got to, because if you don't, you're going to lose these these young people. And that's their vote was, I think, something I think they did some polling yeah. generally was about 65 percent blue to get it was it's like crazy. so blue it's crazy and it's and it that. starts before college just this starts in our public high schools and our grade schools even right. um and we, we've been saying for a long time that if the gop doesn't get involved in education public education and fix what's going on there or at least again level the playing field then you know they're, they're indoctrinated by the time they I'll say graduate in quotes here because I don't know that how well yeah, anybody's really graduating anymore. Uh, and they go off to college, which just just uh, you know puts the nail in the coffin of their indoctrination. Ba, I want to I want to bring up uh, something Trish just mentioned: this student loan scam. The Biden administration knew full well they did not have the authority to do this, and they knew full well the courts would strike it down. But eh, this is all about getting power. So let's just announce it get the votes, tell people they need to fight for it by voting Democrat. And then when the evil Republicans strike it down through the courts, then we'll just blame them. And we'll even, we'll get a double dose of uh, good PR with the, uh, with the student population from it. So this is uh, you cook the spaghetti and you take it out in six minutes and you throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. Nope. Doesn't stick. Let's put it back in the pot and it'll stick after probably 10 minutes. So that's what they're doing. They're just throwing the spaghetti on the wall to see if it sticks. They don't give a damn about the constitution. And I'm, I'm just going to divert just for a hot second. I really want to talk to the audience about, have you noticed how they say, a threat to democracy and everybody and their mother on the left is saying democracy even tucker carlson is using the word democracy even dinesh d'souza he knows the constitution they're using democracy a threat to our democracy we are not a democracy we are a constitutional republic and i believe in my unprofessional opinion why they're saying that is because they're going to eliminate the electoral college and that's what makes us a constitutional republic if we if they get rid of electoral college and they start putting in our brains and everybody's brains democracy democracy they can just get away they can just throw away the electoral college and then that will be by the popular vote and you know who's going to rule america is california and new york how do you like that you got to suck on that i don't think so so uh trish is right we have to get our young people involved but turning point usa is a wonderful organization they've got chapters all over america and i encourage if parents are listening if any if any uh, teenagers are listening to this, get involved in Turning Point USA. I mean, Charlie Kirk has been incredible. 
So they're there as well. I don't know as, as much as Turning Point, but they are absolutely fantastic. And Moms for Liberty is kick ass. They're doing a great job if you need to get on board with Moms of Liberty. And I think they're only a couple, like maybe two years old. I think they started in 2020 when they had this pandemic. But if you just get boots on the ground, and there are a lot of young people, but we need more. But we all know that colleges are the indoctrination camps. And that's why Biden talked about forgiving student loans. Why? Because more people are going to come into college and be like, yes, this is free. In future, I'm not going to have to pay for my loan. Somebody else is, but they don't think about that. They just see free. So it's, it's, I believe it's enticing more people to come to these big universities, these big indoctrination camps, so that they won't have to pay. Well, I call bullshit because <laughs> look what happened. Even though he's just trying, they're trying to throw everything that they can in the kitchen sink to see if it sticks. They're like, oh man, that didn't work. Let's try something else. Every trick in the book. And so people are falling for this BS. And that's why Head Start too, that's a government program all the way down. They want to get them in the womb, out of well, the womb as well. Universal pre-K was one of the things that Biden was pitching in his Build Back Better bullshit. Uh, I, I don't, right. I'm not sure if, if we're saying the same thing or not, but I just want to reiterate my point on this student loan thing. This is, in my estimation, this wasn't throw it on the wall and see what sticks. This was a deliberate understanding. It was unconstitutional, but we're going to use mm -hmm. it anyway because by the time uh, it's it's deemed unconstitutional. We'll, we'll, we'll have already gotten the votes we need from those people. It was they knew all along this wasn't going to stand. They knew it, right? But they declared it anyway. They got the votes. They got they actually made it a bit of a, a, a rallying cry, a battle cry, if you will, and uh, it worked in their favor because only thing important to them, Jr., is power. And as both BA and Trish said, they don't give a shit about the Constitution or the laws or the protections therein. They just want power and they want their way, period. Yeah, and I, I think the timing of that uh, tells you everything you need to know about why they did it. I, I don't think it was a trial balloon at all. I think they knew when the early voting started, it was proclaimed just before that. Knowing immediately, everybody said this this isn't within his purview to do. I mean, he he doesn't have the power of the purse. He can't he can't arbitrarily do that. But it didn't matter. And now, after the early voting and even after the election, uh, it doesn't really matter that he couldn't do it. And now legally can't. They got what they wanted, and that was the votes. It was a, certainly as bad as things were lined up against them. They picked things that they could do that would be winners. And it didn't matter if they were accurate or not. And and the other quick thing I'll say, if 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 young hotness is where this is going, JV, I think our place in the Republican Party is is, is going to die a natural death based on that. So, <laughs> we could be we could be the wise old sages of the Republican Party <laughs> and let someone else be the it, hotness. It's not Jr. It's not young hotness. It's new hotness. No, you don't okay. have to be young to be new. Right. It's new we hotness. Shot. We got a chance. Well, whether we're just young or old, I, I think I think we're disqualified on the hotness part, regardless. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about this this uh, article, and this kind of circles uh, around to what we've been saying all along. Um, James Pinkerton wrote an article. It was on Breitbart. Uh, it says picks up show uh, illustrates two silver linings of the midterm elections. While Republicans are very very disappointed, there are some things to. Uh, look at and actually get some uh, encouragement from one is that Republicans beat Democrats in total vote for the U S house. We talked about that. They had about a 6 million vote 
advantage in the popular vote. Um, the other thing is that if you look at the uh, turnout, and this is one, one another one of these statistics that makes me question what happened here. But you look at the turnout, um, Democrats' total uh, turnout for this midterm fell by a, th- let's see, fell to 42%. From let me see, I, I'm gonna read this right. The drop off in the last five decades from presidential to midterm has been about a third. Yet the Democrat vote tally fell by more than a third, um, uh, by more than a third from 2020 to 2022. It actually fell by 42 percent. So I guess what we're saying here is that Democrats, um, instead of only dropping by a third from presidential to midterm voting turnout, they actually fell by 42 percent. By contrast, Republican vote counts fell by just 29%. So if that's the case, Trish, here's another stat that says we should have done better because we had a far uh, smaller decline in turnout from presidential to midterm than the Democrats did. Yet again, you know, the numbers are saying something else in these vote totals. Right. Dan Bongino did a great show on this on Sunday, if you guys didn't catch it. Um, He talked a lot about how the reason this is happening is because the red states are getting redder. Like, look at Florida. Florida alone is an excellent example. We shifted so far red. I mean, a 20-point win for the governor? Come on. 20 points when DeSantis run by, won by like a, you know, what was it, like 80,000 votes the last time he ran? Then to win this time by 20 points? I mean, that was huge. Um, your blue states, the problem is they're getting bluer. So you've got this this problem where that if you're one of those purple states in the middle, it's going to be neck and neck. The blue states are just going to get bluer and they're going to get bluer because more conservatives are leaving those blue states because they're tired of the crap. I mean, and that's why a state like Florida is getting redder. We are getting everybody running to us because they're tired of the blue crap and and the, their voter registration show it. They're voting Republican, they're registering Republican and they're voting Republican down here. So it's yes we won we won we won the popular vote but unfortunately that's not what wins elections you know what i mean like we it's we have to get and i don't think it's not just stronger candidates because we had some great i mean carrie lake was just phenomenal i mean katie hobbs like i wouldn't vote for her for city dog catcher i mean i don't know how people can vote for her but i mean look they voted for fetterman i mean they voted for a freaking potato they put biden in the white house these people will vote for anyone if they're told to. And I think that's part of it is we have a very uneducated populace that has no idea. Like all these young people, they had no idea that, I mean, I, I my students and I had this discussion about the student because they were all like, oh, we're not gonna have to pay our student loans back. I'm like, yes, you are. The president does not have the power to assign tax dollars. That's the job of the legislative branch, not the executive branch. So it's gonna be struck down. And they're like, well, what? And I'm like, okay, this is where we need to increase. I'm so glad Florida is now making civics and financial literacy required elements <laughs> for students in schools um, because they need to know, number one, how you know the branches of government operate. And two, they need to understand how money works because they don't understand these things. And that's, again, a fail of families. I mean, I was lucky I came from a family where discussing the budget every month was important because we didn't have a lot of money. So we sat down and we were told exactly how much we had to pay for the mortgage and how much we had to pay for the electric bill. And then this is how much we have left over for groceries. So no, you can't go and get brand new school clothes. We're going to go to the Goodwill because that's all we can afford. So unfortunately, kids are not taught 
these things these days. They're all taught to stick their face in a phone and look at the Kardashians and think that they too can live that way. And that's how they should be treated. It's, we have to start raising our children to have a more realistic expectation of life. And we need to start, you know, educating them on how the world works because we're churning out a bunch of 18 year old toddlers who don't know anything about life, who will then go vote for the first person who promises them a free cookie. Yeah. Um, again, getting back to the education part of that, a, a lot of a lot of good points in that. But um, I've been saying, and Jr., you've you've you had a lot of experience uh, with education, being a member of the school board for so long and working as hard as you did at that. But um, American history, or not not even American history, the founding of America, the creation of America, is barely being taught anymore. And instead of barely being taught, it should be a year. There should be one whole year dedicated in your quote-unquote social studies track of um, the founding of America, why it's unique, why it's important, why it's different, uh, all of those things, and where those ideas came from and why. Uh, but we're not even we're nowhere close to that, and we need to be. Uh, I do want to change the topic here because I'm looking at the time. We haven't even gotten to Jr.'s topics yet, but I want to talk about uh, this one because I think this is just hilarious. Ba, and you're gonna you're gonna chuckle. You may you may or may not have seen this, but Democratic lawmakers are floating a deal, striking a deal with McCarthy for uh, the Speaker's vote. And this deal they're talking about is not that they'll support McCarthy, but they'll support someone else like Representative Liz, Liz Cheney as Speaker of the House. The Dem <laughs> Democrats are saying that, uh, McCarthy, you're not going to get the votes of the wackos in your party, the people that we actually support, the House Freedom <laughs> Caucus. You're not going to get their support, so forget them. Come to us if you agree to put Liz Cheney in the Speaker's chair. You don't have to be a member of Congress to be Speaker. Um, we will support you in doing that, and then you can be the leader of the Republicans, blah, 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 blah. What do you think of that idea? Aren't the Democrats magnanimous to offer such a such a <laughs> wonderful solution to the problem? Yes. Like I said earlier, they're they're cut from the same cloth. And now I call them McRhinos, McConnell, McCarthy, they're McRhinos, okay? That's what they fall under. I'm not surprised. I mean, they're cut from the same cloth. And of, of course, they're going to, you know, they're going to say, I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. This is what, no, they believe the same thing in what you said. It's all about power. Liz Cheney for Speaker of the House, like when pigs fly, uh, uh, come on, really? You're going to put lipstick on a pig? Still pig. I don't, and I'm selling pigs, actually. Speaking but, of lipstick on a pig, did anybody see how badly Sarah Palin got blown out in her race? I thought I, heard about I thought that. she was kind of popular in Alaska. Guess not. I don't know. Yeah, well, anything connected to Trump, you know, they will they steal, they steal, they steal. Now, the Republicans pretend or the Mick Republicans, Mick Rhinos pretend, you know, oh no, we're on the side of the Republicans. We we are the true Republican part of the GOP. They're not. Paul Ryan, all of those creeps, creatures, they're the same as the Democrats. They are they are doing back door deals, but they act like you're on the other side. They're, they're like fair weathered friends, you know, just like Lindsey Graham. They are complete McRhinos. I, I don't trust any of them. If you're not America first, you're not a true Republican. You, you just aren't, you know, you, you love slavery. The Democrats love slavery. They want to keep people enslaved. And so do those rhinos. They're the same thing. And so that's why there's a huge divide. And I'm not, I'm not going to go along with this. I'm, I'm just not. But I, I'm just really focused on George right now. We got to get Walker in, and 
we need all hands on deck moving forward. But you know, I'm sure your audience is well versed in what exactly is going on, and we will not acquiesce to the left anymore or the rhinos. I'm done with them. Uh, Randall, I don't know what that uh, sure is gone. I don't know what you're saying there. Uh, maybe is that a typo? Um, I'd like to know what you think. Uh, how about this prospect, Jr.? How about this prospect? We don't know what the final numbers are going to be in the House of Representatives. Let's hope that the, the Republicans actually do get control, if only by a vote or two. So if they get it by a vote or two, that means the Democrats are only a vote or two down. Let's say the Democrats grab a couple of uh, rhino Republicans in the House, and there's enough votes there because all you need is a majority to name a speaker, and they could name Liz Cheney the speaker without you know 216 Republicans going along with it. Are you trying to be uplifting here or more depressing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's all a, out of love. It's a scary uh, oh thought. My. I mean, I, I, I can't even I can't even make myself go there, I guess. But uh, hopefully uh, it's not so thin that that is even a, you know, a possibility. But um, as 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 crazy as they are and as calculating as they are, it does not surprise me that they would come up with something like this. But uh, I, I, I'm sure we must have had a non-congressman or congressperson as speaker sometime in our history, I gotta believe, but I, I can't think of it. Um, it's always been, you know, a sitting uh, politician, but but it doesn't have to be, I guess. And, and as we know, that's the third person in line to the presidency as well. So to, to think of Liz Cheney Second. after, well, yeah, behind the vice president, yeah. So, so, uh, but it 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 just it. I don't think we've gone that far down the down the the dark hole to do something like that. I, I but it may have something to do with Marjorie Taylor Greene backing McCarthy. You know, maybe maybe that is part of her thoughts. Is that we we need yeah. to we need to coalesce here and 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 we just need to stick together and and take what we can get and not you know, not go too extreme again, because that's, again, it's one of the things that has been talked about. The extreme parties alienate too many people. And, you know, along with everything else that, that uh, a lot of these really hard MAGA Republicans didn't make it to the finish line. You know, I, I don't know, but uh, maybe that's one of the takeaways um, where we're getting where we're getting here. I, I don't know. Yeah, to pick up on that point, uh, Victor, in our uh, one of our chat rooms said, I can't believe MTG Marjorie Taylor Greene is wanting to back McCarthy unless she wants a committee chair. And I replied, I said, she knows it's the only option to keep one of these nightmare scenarios from happening. And um, I, mm. so, and you just hit on that point. It's the same thing. You know, the alternative, letting it fall apart, uh, could create more problems than just dealing with McCarthy. And maybe you can get a few concessions out of him uh, that make it make make it so you can you know swallow your pride and, and and go ahead and support him but we'll see how this plays out it, again it all depends on how we end up with the the no, final numbers here there's still 20 races or so to be decided uh jr let's go to uh, your stories here because i could we could be going around on these ideas all night but let's get a few of these others in well yeah, well I, I say let's just stick with what we got here i mean that, that other one was interesting but we can we can push off the uh you know the uh electric uh, issue car, uh, article I had there but if we go to that Sky News article I guess which is you know in a line with with what we've been talking about here Monday morning quarterbacking this uh, midterm and and this was a Sky News article uh, dissecting the US um, midterms and 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 we have 
you know, arguably been a center-right country, this article was now trying to intimate that maybe we are more left-middle, um, uh, that, that there's a little bit of a bias now that's moved the other direction. And I, I, I thought it was worth uh, talking about. And, I, and again, I, I don't know if it's the media, if it's the messaging, if it's uh, a greater number of millennials, Trish. I mean, there, there's a lot of reasons why, you know, the, again, maybe a parallel to the old Republican Party, that's the old saying that we're center-right. But uh, do, you, do you think, uh, what are your thoughts or ideas on, on that? Are, is it possible that the country, if it were to be defined today, are we, have we moved slightly to the other way? Uh, well, I, I mean, if you look at both parties in general, both parties have moved to the left over time. I mean, even since I was a kid, the problem is, is that the left has gone super far left. The Republicans are definitely more progressive than they were 30 years ago. I mean, let's just face it. So, yes, have we all moved left? Yes. Have we moved to the point that I would say that we have a left bias in this country? Uh, only if you're looking at the media and Hollywood. I mean, that's really the only place you're going to see that left bias. And let's face it. What does the rest of the world see of the United States? They see the media and they see Hollywood. So that's what they're going to see. They're not going to see everyday, you know, Joe Schmo America working nine to five. So when the, uh, when the rest of the world talks to us and say, like, I mean, a perfect example was I have a friend in Scotland and he was just like, how can you like President Trump? I don't get it. I don't understand how you can like him. And so I, I sat down and I went through and I talked about all the different things he'd accomplished. And he was like, I didn't hear about any of that. Well, I said, of course not, because the media, which is controlled by the left, isn't going to let you hear all that. So does it surprise me that other countries think we have a left bias? No, it doesn't surprise me at all. Do I think that that's true? No, I don't think so. I think we're definitely still in the center. But yes, have both parties shifted farther left over time? Absolutely. But to the point that I would say that we have a left bias, eh, that might be pushing it a little too far. Hmm. BA, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I, I mean, to take a little piece of what JV just said about our, our education, you know, we've got a generation of kids that don't understand what American exceptionalism is. They don't understand the, you know, the history of our country and how we became what we, what what made America great, really, right? And, and but the messaging is such that I, re I remember this back, back, you know, when there were every, every sitcom that was on was a punching bag for the American dad. And, and that, that was a, you know, in theory, it was a calculated effort to break up the American family. I mean, there's been, this, this stuff is, is, it's not accidental and it's been going on over time. And now we've got an increasing number of our population here in the United States that, that that's what they know. So I, I tend to, I, I don't want to uh, completely say my feelings on it, but I agree to somewhat what Trish just said. Um, but what are your thoughts on this? I mean, it, do, you, do you think we've irreversibly moved a little bit off the right to the left? I don't think a little bit. I think a lot. Yeah, Hollywood, absolutely. But Hollywood's in Atlanta. <laughs> Hollywood's everywhere. Hollywood is in your home. Hollywood is in your your phone, on your iPad. It's everywhere. It's in the airports. I mean, CNN and Hollywood—they're all the same thing. 
So I, I absolutely, we, the left has gone way over the cliff and they're dragging us with us. They're, they're dragging the right with them. And I say, stop. I want to take back real estate. I am done. I'm not going to negotiate with them anymore. I'm done. But it's interesting. Sky News, I think it's called, yeah, Sky News Australia. They are crushing the left. It's so funny. So they've got it right all the way in Australia, right? But Trisha's friend in Scotland, he only sees what he wants to see. Well, I'm sorry. He's a lazy ass voter because they just see what's in their feed. They don't do any digging. And as far as education is, I mean, let's go back to the Frankfurt School. I'm sure some of your viewers know, if you don't know, look up the Frankfurt School. This is all done on purpose. It's not like, oh gosh, you know, it's too bad. No, it's all designed, it's all Marxism. And if the viewers don't know this, and this is tied into education, I just found this out last week, Panorama Education, co-founded by U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland's son-in-law contracted with 23,000 public schools and raised 76 million from investors. We have panorama education right here. What did Merrick Garland's DOJ do? They put parents on the FBI watch list. They're getting money. Look it up, panorama education. You guys will be floored. Everything's connected. So going back to the Frankfurt School, us moving left, it's it's all done on purpose. If you guys read the Communist Manifesto and uh, the educators saying that parents don't know, we know better, that's what they're all saying. If, if people would just wake up and see what's going on, yeah. But like I said, I have cut the anchor. I'm not going any left. I'm coming back. And if you can see, like the Bible Belt, they're protecting babies in the womb. They're like, we're done. We're absolutely done. So that's why you have this huge divide. I, I don't think we can come back from it. I, I'm not doom and gloom, but I just see reality. Like I, I do not want to get go any more to the left. I just want to say like goodbye. You know, let's have a divorce. You guys can keep the kids, the illegals, and I won't give child support. We're done. That's my view. <laughs> mm. well, JV elections are one in the middle, and. Is it possible that um, when the Dems threw things at the wall, if you will, or whether they're calculated or, or trial balloons, should we have attacked those messages? In other words, it's a th we're a threat on democracy. Should we have come out and, and indicated we're not a threat on democracy? And one, two, three, this is why. Uh, when, when you're not, when you're going to, uh, when they threw the abortion thing in, in, in front of the public, should we have, to a greater degree, hit that over the head, why Why that was not a threat uh, to you as a, as, a, as a woman in America. I don't know, I mean, it, it, was it in the messaging? Or again, are we, are we losing that middle because we're not fighting hard enough? What are your thoughts? Well, the bottom line is that we can scream those things and we're screaming into a vacuum. That's the problem. We don't have a media that, that ha gives these ideas any time or consideration. They've already made up their decision, their minds. They are uh, a PR arm of the Democrat Party, and anything that comes out of Republicans' mouth is automatically evil, and they'll present it that way. So there's, we don't have the, that same opportunity. I don't disagree. We need to continue to try, but but certainly I don't, I don't know that that would have – that would have uh, changed anything that we just encountered. I honestly think this all boils down to election mechanics. And, and if we can't fix these mechanics, as Trish indicated, we've got to fix 
the election laws. But when you're in a state that is controlled by Democrats, you're not going to be able to fix them. That's the problem. So either it has to happen at a federal level. And for the last two years, we've been saying the federal government should not be getting involved in elections. Well, the federal government sets election day. It did that. The federal government can also, I believe, set some parameters on how long elections can go on. You know, they can't go on for six weeks. Maybe you do three days. Maybe you do a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's four days. Um, you know, I don't know. But but just to let them be open-ended is not going to work. And, I, you know, and this whole mail-in ballot thing, that's got to be fixed. Because as you just pointed out, JR, if you're, if one of the reasons we didn't scream about this threat to democracy thing very much is because anybody with a real brain knew it was garbage. Anybody with a real real brain can think through these issues. The problem is when you to use James Carville James Carville's line when they were trying to destroy what was her name uh, Paula Jones Paula Jones who who had ac uh, accusations against Bill Clinton they said drag a dollar through uh, a trailer park and see what you come up with you know in, implying that that's how she you know she came out of the woodwork well that's what they're doing with ballots. They're dragging ballots and some kind of motivator uh, through low information voters, and they're just getting the you know the boxes checked that they want checked. These people don't know what they're voting for. They have no idea. So how do you battle can that? Think, how do you combat that? Can I can I just touch on one thing real quick? Since you're going to cough, so go ahead and cough, and I'll touch on this. Um, part of the problem is is that we're we we keep expecting voters to educate themselves. And right, as an right. educator, can I just tell you all, they're not going to educate themselves. We have to educate them. Just like the left is constantly putting all this shit in their face 24 seven, we need to do the same thing. We have to play the same game. Otherwise the game is gonna play us. So the people on the right have to start doing exactly the same thing because I can tell you 19, 18 to 25 year olds are not going to go do their research. They're not. We have got to get in their face and get our message out just as much as the left is getting their message. Well, there, there's that. And I, I, Trish, I don't disagree. That's an important part of it. But even getting the message out, even if we were to have a have an equal opportunity to get the message out, which we're not. But even if we were. These people are still not going to absorb that, and unless you and, and, and unless you make it so easy for them to vote, they're probably not going to vote. So the idea here is that people who don't have something invested in the process, which part of that investment is actually knowing what you're voting for and who you're voting for and why. If you don't have that investment, you're probably not going to make the effort to go to the polling place and stand in line and, and actually cast the vote. But if somebody walks through your dorm room hall and says, hey, hey, I've got a ballot here. Don't you want to have the right to abortion and free student loans? Here, check this box. Then you're going to do it. That's the difference. If you make it so easy, and it's this idea that democracy thrives or a republic thrives, we have a democratic voting system in a republic, if it thrives by getting more participation from the voting public, that's a fallacy. That's a false narrative. It's actually not true. What informed voters voting is what helps. People who know what the hell they're voting for. And you're not going to get them all to know. So therefore, you don't want to be dragging that proverbial, proverbial dollar through the trailer park to see what you catch, which is what the Democrats are doing with their mail-in balloting efforts. You know, the most accurate polls not that long ago were the likely voter 
polls. You can you can ask a, a, a you know anyone what they think, but if they're not going to vote, you know it really is a skewed poll. But the likely voter polls going back you know 10, 10 20 years ago, they were the most accurate polls. And and if 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 JV's you know analysis of of, of the uh, the dollar bill going through the college dorm room is and 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 accumulating votes is accurate. Then, then that likely voter statistic exactly. is obviously, you know, it's it's yesterday's news, right? That's exactly right. So, yeah, I I just you know I just think we we somehow we've got to take it to them like we haven't, and and if and if the uh, the would you call it there the uh, the the new hotness <laughs> if, if that's where we have to go, we uh, we uh, you know I I don't I don't uh, you know I don't resemble that remark I guess, but but I. I, I think we've got to certainly do something different. That, that definition of insanity is certainly uh, accurate here. And what that is uh, remains to be seen. But I'll, I'll go back with I'll go back with this. Uh, you know, I think I, th I think no matter what, we're going to have the gavel in our hand, um, you know, uh, come next year. And with that, you know, the press can't exactly hide things like and be as biased as they were because because we'll, you know, we'll be making the news in the House, and and that's going to be news that we haven't really had other than in Republican circles. Uh, these these things that the Merrick Garland has suppressed, which things the FBI, the seemingly armed uh, alphabets of, of the left, you know, those, uh, you name it. You mean COVID analysis, um, all these things that have been suspect, and you can even talk about voting. I mean, those things have been. Buried. You know, you know what's going to be you know, hilarious, though. What's going to be hilarious is the media now saying, "Oh, these damn Republicans and their investigations after the January sixth committee and yeah. the raids on Mar-a-Lago and all those investigations have been, you know, like raging fires for the last two years that the media can't get enough reporting on." Now they're going to start singing, "Oh, these we don't want investigations. The American public doesn't want investigate." You know, Trish, you can hear these choruses already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, there. Listen, it's it's very depressing to like. Right now, I'm scrolling through my Twitter feed, and it's all like, "Oh, projected winner, projected winner." Oh, I'm so happy. Oh yeah, and I'm like. When when did we let the media decide who wins elections? Yeah. Can I just ask, like, oh, the MSNBC projected we per se the projected winner is so everybody's like, oh yay, she won, yay. It's like no, she didn't. Right. This is uh, I was like, oh, the, the the media. I'm sorry, but the media is the bane of my existence. The media. Right now. The media is the big. The media and education probably equally well, I, uh, equally. Uh, what's, Equally at fault evil. for where we are, and equally evil. They're the two biggest equally problems evil. with Amer with the American system right now. The media is supposed to be a watchdog. It's not. It's a cheerleader, and the education system is supposed to teach, and not, and they're not. They're indoctrinating. Ba, last word to you. Then we're going to close it out for tonight because this has been a great discussion. So, I mean, let's go back to Goebbels. I always bring up Goebbels, Nazi Germany. The Nazis owned the media. Come on, people. We just found out not too long ago that Facebook and Twitter before Musk, um, BM, let's call that BM before Musk. I think we need to have Twitter before Musk and after Musk. How's that? <laughs> AM and BM. Sorry about the BM. <laughs> but... <laughs> 
Oh, anyway. But uh, like, behave, right, right. I'm glad I'm not BM. Okay, anyway, moving on forward. <laughs> I have to get to Pepto Bismol. Um, that's not a plug for them either. Don't, I don't think you should buy it. It's pink. Anyway, so <laughs> Google's the Nazis, the media. We found out that Twitter, Facebook, they're all being told what to do by the government. Come on, we already know this. And so some crazy reporter uh, asked Mr. Potato Head when he was in uh, the press room, what do you think about Elon Musk and Twitter? I mean, what about our democracy? So they're asking him to regulate Twitter. I mean, it's a private company. That's like asking him to regulate Home Depot. And I don't want you to, to sell lima bean seeds. I mean, it's, it's absolutely insanity. But our audience knows that it is being fed by our government. They're not independent whatsoever. So they need to, they need to keep um, CNN and MSNBC and the New York Times, they need to make their ratings plummet. You need to make them suffer. Stop looking at that stuff. You've got to make them suffer. You just you got to turn it off. Yeah. You have to watch well, more mean, of this the independence gang, and and it, and it, you got to. I think you should move over to more right leaning. I mean, there's a ton of stuff to watch on YouTube or Rumble. There's a ton of of um, right wing news. We have a bunch of it. Emerald Robinson's fantastic. The War Room. Like, don't give those others a lot of ratings. You have to make them suffer. Make them drop. Make them make them afraid. I mean, they're losing money like crazy. They will continue to lose money. Yeah, they've already suffered a lot. I guess they just need to suffer more. Okay, well, that's going to yes. do it for now. What a, this is a great conversation. We had a lot to unpack here. Uh, nodding heads. Anybody feel better now than when we started this program? Um, no. <laughs> VA does. JR, where are you on? on any, no yes. bad? Yes? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Listen, everybody, thanks for joining us in the chat rooms. You guys are, were really active in participating in the conversation. Uh, thanks for doing that. It's really important that you, you, you remain connected and involved. And as BA says, we've got a really important race in Georgia. Um, Georgia. That Senate, that runoff is December 6th, I believe is the, is the date. Is that Correct. right? Yeah. Correct. Yep. December 6th. So just find out yep. how you can Come help. Um, we've already gotten to a point where the, the Democrats will have control of the Senate with Kamala Harris. We don't want to give them any more. Um, right. Is that where we are? Or do they have 51 now? I don't remember where we ended up. We have 50. Yeah. Okay. Oh. We got Walker. We got to get Walker in. Right. If we Georgia. get, if we get, if, if uh, Herschel Walker wins the runoff in Georgia, then we're right where we started uh, before the election, uh, 50-50 with Kamala Harris. Time. I also want to point out one other thing. I, I love to do this because there are not 50 Democrats in the Senate. There are only 48 and there are two independents. And those independents, one's a socialist, Bernie Sanders, Angus King from Maine. I don't know what the hell he is. But when people pull a lever for an independent, I honestly think they think they're getting an independent. But these guys aren't independent, even though. So anyway, that's just a pet peeve of mine. Only forty-eight Democrats in the in the Senate right now. Uh, anybody else have anything else any, they want to add before I say goodnight to everyone? Anything? No, Jr. You ready to head out for another trip? I'm sure you got your bags packed, ready at your feet there, ready to go. I do need to ask no, though, Jr. What the hell? You're in a different room again? Are you home? Where are you? This is uh yeah my oldest my oldest uh. You know, moved out to New York and started ah, a new life down there. And uh, convert so, the uh, bedroom to a we studio. Do need, we 
did not need two guest rooms. So uh, I've moved from our, our partial uh, corner in the in the living room there to a, a more widespread Love election it. night coverage here. I had, I had all kinds of room going here, and and you'll uh, you'll see us uh, add to it here. But it's a nice. comfortable spot now here in this. Uh, otherwise unoccupied guest room. Very nice, very nice. BA, you mentioned it before. How can people get involved in the Georgia race if you know they can't uh, get in a car and head to Georgia itself? Uh, so hit me up on Getter, and I think I'm going to get on Twitter. You know, because it it is Elon Musk territory now. So I think I'm going to I'm going to you know just kind of throw myself into the water. But um, hit me up on Getter and figure out. And I know that Scott Pressler needs help as far as like call banks. If you can go, I, I don't know what his website is exactly. Just you know, Google St- Scott Pressler and Georgia, and you will be able to make calls from. I believe I think it's your phone anonymously. I've I've done that before. Um, but we, oh gosh, we just need help. You know, if you're in Tennessee, if you're in Alabama, if you're South Carolina, if you're in North Carolina. I, I've been asking some people uh, in Georgia to have a rally for Herschel. And Augusta is a really, as a city that has turned to kind of conservative. They don't have a Democratic mayor anymore. They've got a Republican mayor, which is incredible. So anything you can do, if you could donate Walker, uh, if you could go to a rally, we're trying to get a rally in Georgia. Um, if you could uh, contact Scott Pressler and contact me, on Getter, and I will I, I will send you the right way. I mean, there's a lot of signs that need to be put up. I was just uh, right in front of Fort Gordon. I'm going to send uh, JV the video about where's our alpha man. I was out putting out my homemade signs and remember your oath. And <laughs> I mean, we we absolutely need help. But contact me on Getter if you're all on Getter, and I will I will square you away. Thanks. And uh, Trish, I know it's still two years away, but the but the campaign for 2024 uh, starts pretty soon. Your uh, group of uh, supporters is getting anxious for you to announce any plans to announce anytime soon your run for president 2024. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that um, I will be throwing my support behind whoever decides to run on the Republican tickets uh, in 2024. Ron DeSantis, I hate to break it to people, but I feel like he's going to stay in Florida finish out his second term. Remember, Florida only allows two terms for governor. We have term limits down here. Um, so after he is done with his next term as governor, you are more than happy to have him. I'm, I will happily support a DeSantis Mark Robinson ticket um, in 2028 without hesitation. Um, so I think at that time, I will then make my move into uh, running for president. You know, I, I want to start with some local politics first. So, um, so yeah, my, my time is coming. Um, but not today. I will I will graciously wait tomorrow evening for President Trump mm-hmm. to make his announcement from Mar-a-Lago at 9 p.m. Um, so right down the street from me. So I will be looking forward to hearing him make the announcement. We have been waiting a very long time to hear. Uh, I, I need to comment on Sergeant Peterson's note in the chat room. It says, can you tell Herschel Walker to stop texting me for money? I have to say, uh, Sergeant Peterson, I contributed to Herschel Walker, teamherschel.com, right? Team Herschel, is that the right one? Dot com. I contributed the other night, and I have been getting nonstop emails and texts since. 
Might be a little it's much. Just, Might be a it's little just much. Just until I know it's just until December sixth. The Democrats have poured so much money yeah, into Warnock. But at point, so he, but from he a marketing, but in a mark, from a marketing standpoint, sometimes when you do a little too I much, know. you turn people off. And I'm just, I'm a little concerned that that's what's happening. But either way, just embrace, but, embrace the suck. Okay, embrace. The we're suck. embracing the suck. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here tonight. Thanks to the panelists, and we'll see you all next time. Have a great night. 